0: Katie and Luke hey y'all good evening as Adam mentioned uh, my name is Luke Zumo this is my beautiful wife Katie Um, we have been asked a few times before to kind of give talks similar to this one. Um, and every time, it's just extremely humbling, right? Because we're going to be talking about some things tonight that... Is your phone going off? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, icebreaker. It's our family prayer alarm. Oh. <laughs> um, anyway, it, it's very humbling every time we do something like this because we're going to be speaking about things tonight that that we struggle with, right? That we struggle with now, that we've struggled with in the past. So these things that we talk about tonight, that we mentioned, that we were giving tips on, um, we're not perfect at these things, right? But but we have experienced God's grace and His mercy and His guidance through these things that we're going to share with you. So please know that um, we are proposing these things to you uh, humbly, okay? So the theme of tonight's talk is building a beautiful family. Learning to fight for your future spouse now. Okay, so as college students, as Adam said, we were just in your shoes not too long ago. Okay, and it's important to know now how to fight for your future spouse. So a few of the things we're going to be talking about tonight are how can you love your future spouse and family now while you're in college, as well as what can you do now to prepare for a life as a husband or wife or as a father or mother? And so I really love the title of this talk. I didn't come up with it. I wish I had the part about learning to fight for your future spouse now. Because it really is, it's, it's a fight. You guys are in, in the midst of a battle, right? Um, and in every fight, what we know is if you're in a fight, you have an opponent, right? And it's really helpful to know if you're in a fight, if you want to be successful, who is your opponent, okay? So what St. Peter says is your opponent... The devil is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So we have an opponent who's being very intentional about foiling God's plans for us, right? So what we're going to talk about tonight are just several weapons that we have in this battle that God and the church have provided us with that can help us to be successful in this fight for our future spouse and our future family. Okay, so... Katie's going to start uh, by giving y'all just a little snapshot picture of our family life now, what we strive for, how we're trying to live, and then we'll kind of take a few steps back to talk to you about kind of our college life, some things we did well, some things that we think um, maybe we could have done better, and things that will hopefully be of help to you guys. Um, So as Katie said, that's kind of where we are now. So to take a few steps back and to share with you a few things that that we did when we were in your shoes in college and a few things that we, we know would be fruitful for you. Um, so to answer the question, how can you love your future spouse now while you're in college? So what we know about marriage is that marriage is a sacrament, right? So one day, if God calls you to enter into marriage, ideally, you're fully living out that sacrament. You're relying on God's grace and reaping the benefits of that sacramental lifestyle. So what you can do now is to start living a sacramental lifestyle now, right? You are actually in a pretty unique situation right now where you may have more access to the sacraments and to priests than you ever will again in your life, right? Father Andrew, Father Reuben are so present to you guys. Daily Mass is available, you know, right down the street. You have an adoration chapel where Jesus is waiting for you to come visit with Him. He's literally thirsting for you to come in there to visit with Him. Right, You have access to spiritual direction, um, confession, just all of these things that allow you as a young person to live a sacramental lifestyle, right? So that when you enter into marriage, you've already been doing that. You've already been, been just bathing in God's grace, and it's just going to be a natural entrance into living out the sacrament of marriage. So please, please take advantage of the sacraments that you have at your fingertips right now. <coughs> Also, another tip, Um, I'm sure many of you have heard of uh, Pope John Paul II's Theology of the Body. Um, Dive into that, please. Okay, that's something that Katie and I, I had never heard of it when we were in college until some of our friends introduced us to a guy named Christopher West. I'm sure many of y'all have heard of him. Um, When you dive into the Theology of the Body, it just helps you to learn how to live out your masculinity or your femininity in the way that God has created us to live it out to be fulfilled, right? To, to learn to make a gift of yourself to those around you now so that when it comes time in your marriage to make a gift of yourself to your family, again, it's just natural. You're doing that in a new way but not in a foreign way, okay? <clears throat> also, Katie mentioned that we use natural family planning. Now is the time to kind of start diving into the church's teachings on the intrinsic evils of contraception and the truth and beauty of being open to life, of, of natural family planning, right? So, <clears throat> if the idea of the church's teaching on that is difficult for you, this is the time to dig in, right? Because the more you dig in, the more you will see that the church's teaching in this area of openness to life is absolutely true and it's absolutely beautiful, right? So, the more you can accept that now, And the more you wrestle with it, when you enter into marriage and you experience the difficulties of actually implementing it, you're already convicted, right? Because if you're entering into marriage and you're not convicted by this truth, living that out (laughs) is going to be maybe impossible, right? Because living it out, even when you are convicted by it, is difficult. I think it's only possible through the grace of God, you know, so dive into that learn about it, okay? Also, you know, learning the head knowledge and the heart knowledge of, of that pure and chaste lifestyle needs to be accompanied by actually striving to live out a pure lifestyle, right? So <coughs> a way that I like to look at it is when you're in college, when you're interacting with members of the other sex, whether you're single or whether you're in a relationship, I think it's helpful to view your relationships as... I need to be treating this member of the opposite sex as I would want someone to treat my future spouse, right? So this person that I'm with right now that I'm dating, maybe that's my future spouse, maybe maybe it's not, right? But I hope that whoever is with my future spouse right now is treating them in a manner that I'd be okay with, okay? And that's not easy. That, That is not easy. The culture we live in, the college lifestyle... You need to surround yourself with a group of supportive friends who are trying to live that same lifestyle, who are holding you accountable, and who are also just supporting you and lifting you up when you fail because we're human, we fail. And kind of like Father Andrew, if you were just at Mass, he spoke about how God is ultimately concerned with us striving, right? We're human, we fail, but He wants us to rely on Him, to allow Him to pick us up when we do fail, and just keep striving, striving for purity, and also, can't go without mentioning in the, in the preparation and the fight for your future spouse, if you struggle with the temptation or the habit of looking at pornography, that's something that you need to address now, right? You need to seek reconciliation. You need to seek spiritual direction. You need to seek counseling. Because bringing that type of habit or even addiction into a marriage it can be deadly for your marriage, right? And it's such, it's such a temptation nowadays. It's so easily accessible. But now is the time for you guys to address that head on and get help. Be purified of that. Let the Lord purify you of that so that you can give the pure gift of yourself to your spouse when the time comes. Um, also, on a little more practical level, Katie spoke about our financial situation, our outlook. In this culture we live in where everyone is drowning in student debt, right? We had student debt at one point. A gift to your spouse is making as responsible financial decisions as possible right now, okay? If you can enter into your marriage with as little debt as possible, no debt, that's a gift to your spouse because statistics do show that one of the, the primary factors and divorce is financial stress, debt, financial disagreement. So some student debt may be inevitable for you, but if you make responsible decisions along the way to minimize that, that's a gift to your future spouse and your future family to not be buried in debt from day one. <coughs> and also, when when you're in the mode right now where you're going to be making decisions about your future career, when you're doing that, it, it's it's hard to place yourself in the shoes that you'll be in when you are a husband or wife or when you are a parent. But you need to try, right? Because you need to ensure that the career path that you're pursuing is a career that's going to enable you to live out your primary vocation as husband and father or wife and mother in the way that God is calling you to live it out, right? We all know, we've all heard of the, the workaholic dad who's just never around, right? Because he's, he's married to his career, so that's, that's a reality, and that's something that I think people will find themselves in the midst of one day, and they'll wake up and be like, how did I get here? What am I doing? So right now, some intentionality about, I need to have a career that's going to enable me to provide for my family, but I need to have a career that's going to enable me to be present to my family. Okay, so those are just um, a few tips that we came up with of how you can start preparing and loving your future spouse now. I don't think I can follow that up, y'all. That was the climax. Um, So to wrap it up, I'm going to kind of speak directly to the the men for a little while. Um, What can you do now to prepare for life as a husband and father? Okay, what can you do now? I want to start with two quick quotes. The first quote is from St. Jose Maria Escriva. He says, there's a need for a crusade of manliness and purity to counteract and nullify the savage work of those who think man is a beast. Right? So we know that we have our fair share of men who maybe act like savages and beasts. And I want to add to that list maybe men who are just straight up apathetic right, and who aren't protecting their wives and families from the opponent. But what we need is a crusade of manly men who are seeking purity for themselves and for their families Um, The second quote is from Paul Claudel, who's a Catholic playwright. He says, Youth was not made for pleasure, but heroism. I urge you, young men, to prepare for your marriage even before you meet your future bride. Such training and sacrifice is to love your bride before you meet her, so that you may one day say, Before I knew you, I was faithful to you. That's beautiful, right? One day to say to your spouse, before I knew you, I was faithful to you. That's the type of men we need, right? Men who know that being manly means to be pure. It means to sacrifice, right? So just to to reiterate a few of those lines that Katie went over from Ephesians 5, we can learn from St. Paul what it means to be a Christian man and what it means to be a Christian husband. And so when he says, for the husband is the head of his wife, just as Christ is the head of the church, he himself the savior of the body. And when he says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and handed himself over for her to sanctify her, who is St. Paul clearly putting out there as our model of manhood? Christ, right? Christ is our model of manliness. And when I think of a man, I think of Christ on the cross, right? When I hear St. Paul's words here, what we hear about being a husband is we hear about love. We hear about sacrifice. We hear about leadership and headship. We hear about men who are mission-oriented. And we also hear about submission, right? This idea of submission is not just a one-way street. Christ submitted, right? In the garden, he was wrestling with the idea of what he was about to go through. And he said, But not my will, Father, your will. He submitted to the will of the Father. So, as men who are preparing to love our wives, we need to learn what it means and put into practice love, right? Love may be the most misunderstood word in our culture right now. Love is not a feeling, right? Love is a decision. Love is a decision that that comes along with a lot of feelings, a lot of awesome feelings, and a lot of difficult feelings, but love is a decision to will the good of another person, not because of what they're going to give you in return, but because God has made that person to be loved by you and to be served by you, right? And who better to serve in that manner than your wife and your family? We hear about Christ's sacrifice, right? Right? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. He handed himself over for her. So Christ willed our good over his own good. He laid down his life. So when I hear about a husband being the head of his wife, this is not some boss-employee relationship, right? Christ's headship is one of sacrifice, one of dying to himself one of self-denial, one of willing the good of the other. So as the head of my wife, I'm not leading or being her head if I'm thinking of myself. I always think of her first. Now, I wish I always thought of her first. I strive to always think of her first, to put our children first. But how can we practice that now as, as a college student? You're not married, you don't have kids. God provides you with numerous ways every single day to deny yourself, to sacrifice, right? We just have to open our eyes. We have to ask the Spirit to make me more docile to His promptings, to notice. Holy Spirit, when are you asking me, when are you providing me with opportunities to sacrifice now so that I'm able to say no to myself now, so that I'm able to choose the good of the other when I do enter into marriage? And when we talk about leadership, As the husband, as the head of the family, when it comes to making decisions, ultimately that decision would fall on me, right? But that's never a decision that's made for my own good or in selfishness. That needs to be a decision that is discussed with my wife, with her and my children being considered before myself. That's the leadership he's calling us to. And when I'm called to be the head, I'm called to be the spiritual head of my family, right? This is not just me delegating tasks to my wife or to my kids. This is me being the first to lead my family in prayer. The first to sacrifice. The first to lay down my life when I can see God calling me to do that for my wife and my kids. And ultimately, when we talk about submission, the only way that it would be possible for me and for you to live out This calling that St. Paul has laid out for us is ultimately for us to be under the mission of Christ, right? Unless I'm submitting my life and my will to Christ, the ultimate example of manhood, this is not possible. So when we talk about headship of a family, that's what we mean. A man who's willing to be a man by not thinking of himself first, but thinking of his wife. Laying down his life in concrete ways every day for his wife and his kids. so That's what we got for you guys tonight. Um, A few quick resources that we wanted to mention. Uh, When we're talking about St. Paul's vision for the family in Ephesians 5, Dr. Brant Petrie has an amazing talk uh, on this exact topic. I don't know if y'all have heard it. If not, you really need to look into it. It's called Wives Do What? Wives Do What? Um, Yeah, Yeah. so very in-depth, very beautiful. Um, Also, we mentioned Chris West. Uh, Chris West has a book called The Good News About Sex and Marriage. Again, something to dive into now before you enter into marriage. That's just really going to help you to, to freely enter into what God is calling you to. And lastly, as far as... Yeah, that book is a Q&A, so it's a very easy read. Um, and also, as far as guidance on financial decisions and just making smart decisions entering into um, adulthood, Dave Ramsey. Is a great resource. He's a good Christian financial counselor who has a lot of good um, advice that we followed. So, that's it. Thank y'all.